This is Amaryllis from Ace Travels with Coach Carmen. Welcome to Eat Well, Travel Often, the podcast where each episode we explore a new destination, its food and its culture. Hello. Hello, all. Thanks again for joining us on this episode of Eat Well, Travel Often. Uh, I am Amaryllis Korea. I am the owner of Ace Travels, and I'm here with my co-host, Carmen Carrion, well, Coach Carmen, yes. <laughs> <laughs> who is the owner and founder of Happy Balanced Life. Uh, today, Hello. we're going to talk about Panama. So um, we are super excited to cover this episode. We actually went to Panama. Well, we were kind of still in the middle of the pandemic, but it was as things started to open up a little bit. So um, we are going to start with kind of like our takeaways. And I'm going to actually let Carmen take the lead on this. Okay. So so (laughs) Panama was interesting because as Amarilla said, it was in the middle of the pandemic or almost towards the end. So they had some restrictions, which didn't really allow us to enjoy the country as much as we would have liked. But what I did love was um, we went on a uh, excursion, thanks to Amarilla's, to it's called Embera Peru, Peru, Mm -hmm. which was basically an indigenous village that we went to um, visit. And it was an amazing experience. We can talk a little bit about that a little bit later. Um, we did a really great hike out there with friends. And uh, this is one of those uh, tribe travel tribe uh, trips. So you get to do it with a bunch of uh, other people that you get along with, which was made it a lot of fun as well. Um, and I think the other takeaway was that uh, this is a little bit of a negative one that we did not get to see the Panama Canal, which yes. was a shocker because it was closed because of whatever was going on with the pandemic. So those are my three takeaways that I definitely have to go back. And I'll say, once I speak about the food and culture, I definitely want to return because I learned a lot more um, after returning from Panama about the food that I didn't get to experience. And you know me and food. (laughs) No reason to go back. Um, So I think my my takeaways were, um, I learned, so I've been to Panama before. And I had actually been to the San Blas Islands, which has a whole nother group of indigenous tribes that live there. So I knew that there was an indigenous, there were indigenous communities in Panama. I just didn't know to the, how many, right? So during this particular trip, I learned that that, that there's actually eight in total and that they're spread out across the country. Um, So for me, it's definitely a place I wanna go back because I do wanna visit these other communities as well. Um, Now having visited two of the eight. Um, So, that was one of my takeaways Two, my second takeaway which might be a negative in some ways. Like it is definitely not a service oriented country. Yeah, that's a good one. I, I, sorry, sorry to my Panamanian friends. Um, and this is, listen, this is specific to the areas that we were in. I just felt like a lot of times when we went to eat in certain places, it was very laxed from a service perspective. Like, um, I don't know how to explain it. There was just this, I don't care attitude. And it, I also recognize that it could have been due to, you know, the pandemic. A lot of these people had been in their homes for quite some time. So having to come back into to work, um, you know, people react to that differently. Some people are excited to get out of the house and people are like, oh, I got to come deal with these 
people who are here, these tourists, you know? <laughs> so um, there was some, ex there was some experiences that were not positive, I would say. And I think Carmen agrees because we had yes. this conversation about it. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'll say, th thanks for bringing that up. But I was going to say, you know, I think when that happens to me and it happens like even at a restaurant or something, I always try to give the location a second shot. Right. Right. Because things happen. People have bad days, whatever. But I do agree with you on everything you said. And I do feel like I miss some of the culture and maybe it's because of where we were or whatever. I'd love to go back and just yeah. see if that's really how it is. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then third, I would say um, Panama City is wonderful, but get out of Panama City. Go see other parts of the country. Um, you will learn a lot more about the culture and the people and the country itself. Panama City is not indicative of the entire country, much like, you know, New York is not indicative of the U.S. Right. <laughs> right? Like, there's so many different parts and factors and elements to the U.S. So um, definitely go to Panama City. There's a lot to see and do there, but try to get out if you can. Try to get out into the nature, into nature, into the, the and see the beauty of the country outside of the city, for sure. So those are my three takeaways. Yeah. Love it. I love it. So let me jump in with one of my favorite topics, which is food. <laughs> if you've heard any of our episodes, you know, that they really, we really do focus on the eat well piece a lot. Um, so, you know, interestingly enough, um, I did, I personally didn't have to have the best experience in Panama with food. Like I've eaten better food in other locations is what I'll say. However, I want to talk a little bit about their influences and the things that I did enjoy while I was there. And Marilis, please jump in if you, you know, think of anything. So, you know, first of all, um, you know, before like the European colonization, that whole um, region was basically inhibited by, I think it's Ch Chocoan, if I'm saying it right, mm -hmm. um, and Cueva and Chibican peoples. And they really did most, got most of their food, obviously, by hunting um, and gathering. So, you know, meat, fruits, vegetables, you know, plants, that kind of thing was what they were known for. And they did grow, obviously, their own corn, their own cacao, things that we see in their um, food and plates still today. But it is said that most of their influence came from sort of um, trading and, the, you know, cer certain routes um, with other countries. So that's where their food influences come from. So some of the, um, some of them are, to me were very like, that makes sense. And others were like, oh, I had no idea. So the first one is like something simple, like um, tortillas de maíz or corn um, tortillas and tamales, which come from like Central America and Mexico is a big piece of their influence. And then their meats, like they have ropa vieja, which comes from like the Spaniard influence. So, you know, like a little bit of um, from, two, from two different locations. And then um, they had an African influence, which is something that they still have, which is a like breadfruit. And we have that, we, we have that as well. And then salt fish dishes. And um, the last one that was more, I guess, surprising to me was, and it shouldn't have been because we've talked about it before, but they have a Chinese influence as well. Um, and that came more from immigration, like people actually immigrating into Panama um, over the years. So they have some street food called and I, I might be saying this wrong, Hampao or Jampao and Shumai. And both of these are I guess the closest thing I could consider it to is uh, like dumplings, you know, something like the little 
baskets or dumplings that um, you get from other uh, Asian cuisine as well. So I love that, you know, their influences come from so many different locations. But honestly, they also have a lot of foods that are not exclusive to Panama and very popular in a lot of other Latin countries. Like they also have arepas, which are very popular in most Spanish countries, which are almost like flour or corn tortillas that are round and soft and they're often stuffed with like cheese or meat or beans and they have sancocho which is one of my favorite things <laughs> which is a very heavy like stew if you will and it has like root vegetables and usually it's made with different types of meat and by the way I have not had a sancocho that I don't like I've tried Dominican Puerto Rican Colombian you know you name it I've, I've tried it and I love it. Queen of Sancochos. Yeah, we love Sancocho. Um, so that, you know, th- those are very popular. They also have ceviche, you know, which is known in a lot of countries, which is a cured seafood, usually fish, but sometimes they, they do put other uh, seafood in there and empanadas, which are popular all over the world now. Everybody knows what empanada is. Right. So there are some things that are different that I learned, which is basically... Um, like, for example, a typical Panamanian breakfast, they have something called ojaldre. The H is silent. It's spelled H-O-J-A-L-D-R-E. Ojaldre is basically a round flatbread that's fried until it's crispy. And then they usually eat it with either cheese or with sausage. And um, I thought that sounded delicious. Um, and sometimes it's kind of like it takes the place almost like of a, what, I, what it makes me think of, I'm sorry, is like a fried dough because they also make it sweet. They will, um, they can make it savory or they can make it sweet just by adding sugar and or cinnamon to it. So it's mm-hmm. more like a decadent dessert. And then they have something that a lot of Latin countries have just because of the heat, which is raspao. Raspao is like icy. Um, they just literally have a big block of ice and they scrape ice off of it. And then they add some type of syrup that tastes like a fruit, raspberry or, you know, cherry, strawberry. But what's interesting about the raspao in Panama is that they add sweetened condensed milk to it and it becomes extremely rich and decadent. So more like a, more like a dessert. I have mm-hmm. never tried it with sweet condensed milk. Me neither. So, I don't know how it is, but sweet condensed milk is very sweet. So I can imagine that it's a, it's a, it's a, it's, it, it does taste like a dessert. Um, and then I'll talk about one of their beverages. And I think it's called chicheme, which mm-hmm. is um, made out of corn and milk um, and very popular. And they say that you can have it cold or warm and it's usually flavored. So it reminds me to, sort of like a chai tea, if you think about it, because it has like nutmeg and vanilla and cinnamon um, infused into it. And it is a very popular, uh, you know, drink that they enjoy there as well. So yeah, I will talk about my experience. <laughs> I, well, I have a question. Sure. Do you know if perhaps the building of the Panama Canal had a large role in the influence of food? Because my understanding, and I could be wrong, is that there were a lot of workers from other nations that came to build that canal as well. So yeah. you know what? While, while I didn't read that anywhere, I have to tell you that I would agree that it makes sense, right? That people were coming. They, there were so many millions of workers there working working over time that it only makes sense that they would bring some of their food and their culture. Um, And even by the way, just having the canal, being able to import so many different things, right. Coming through there. Right. Sure. That there's been, there's a lot of influence there, but I did not like read that anywhere, to be honest. Okay. All right. Great question though. Great question. So you were going to say you wanted to share your experience. Yeah. So my experience wasn't great to be honest. And again, it's not fair to the Panamanian culture because 
Um, I, we talk about this often, like Amarillo and I being Latino, we tend to eat food that's very savory and flavorful. Yeah, so we're, we're harsher critics when yeah, it comes to Yeah, yeah, so it's really not fair, right? Because I do, I have heard people say that the food is good there. But I will say this, in my research, I really enjoyed like learning about all the different options that there are, which I didn't really see. And also just like every other country, usually different regions have different things that they're really well known for. So there must, you know, there's probably things that we missed when we were there. I think, you know, we ate a few times and, uh, you know, obviously at restaurants uh, while we were in Panama. Um, but I think it was very limited because of the fact that like the country was shut down during the week and we didn't know that on the weekend I think it was right and we didn't know yeah. that when we traveled there so um it was a little bit hard on some days to get out to eat and also even when we did we felt like things were limited and you know the, the pandemic sort of did that for you know the entire world right meaning like less hours and or you know less workers or whatever was going on um some some businesses just closed down for good so I don't think yeah. we had a full experience I would love to return when we're not in a pandemic state and and uh, I can really enjoy the the country and travel to different locations but my experience was I mean we ha I had ceviche while I was there which was good I had um, patacones which are you know um, fried plantains um, I feel like I had a few things that were okay but nothing that like blew me away you know no. that, and that's what honestly, I honestly can I just say the, yeah the best meal I had the entire time we were there was with the Embera Indians Yes, that's a great point. Yes. And we had, so they made fresh fish that they literally fished out of the river yes. with um, fried plantains or batacones, right? Mm -hmm. And they, even, even the presentation of it was beautiful. Like they yes. took banana leaves, they wrapped them up and they put the fish and the batacones in the banana leaves and gave it to us. And it's just a perfect example of, the more simple, the more delicious something can be. It was That's fresh. Right. It was, it wasn't overly seasoned. No. Right. Like, I don't even know if they put seasoning in it. No, it was perfect to be honest. <laughs> it was yeah. perfect. Perfect. It was delicious. It was just enough. Um, and you know, this is how they eat. So, um, we got to experience that with them and it was probably one of the better meals that I had the entire time there. I hate saying that because I went, so the, la the last time I went to Panama and I went to the San Blas Islands, I did a sailing trip around the Bla San Blas Islands and I got to get off on the islands and experience the indigenous community there. And uh, we ate a lot of fish when we were on that trip because we were sailing. So we would, fr we would fish the fish. We use a lot of people because it wasn't <laughs> fishing. It was the captain fishing. <laughs> sort of sailboat with like four other people, the captain and his assistant. So... I say we, but I wasn't involved in that. I just helped clean up. Uh, anyways, um, we had a lot of fresh fish. And even when we met with the indigenous community, we we ate with them and it was fish as well. So, yeah. um, you know, it was, uh, it makes me sad because I feel like the, you're right. We probably missed out just because of the time period that we went in, you know? Yeah. And you know what it is? So there's similarities in their food to ours. And I think that's why, we have a hard so harsh. time, right? Like so they have rice and they have meats and just like we do, but the seasoning is not there for me. Um, and I just, again, the food wasn't not bad. Please don't misunderstand, but it wasn't anything that I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I really love this. I want to go back for it. Well, like sometimes like we were joking when we did our Puerto Rico session that like some people will go to Puerto Rico and have something. And then they keep ordering that. Like my niece with the mofongo, it's like, she liked it everywhere she went and it was really good. So I do feel like we have an opportunity to, you know, try again. 
love to yeah. hear my Panamanian friends and, and uh, out there that, you know, you know, what should we try next time? What would you recommend? What, what are the different foods in the different regions? Anything that you want to share, but I'm with, I'm with Amaryllis, you know, one of the best experience that I've ever had in travel though, was the visit to um, Embaru, am I saying that, Puru, um, which is the indigenous uh, tribe. And it was, it's, it's an island. We had to, you know, we had to get there by uh, canoe or boat or whatever. But what I loved about that experience for me was that it was truly authentic. Like I felt yes. like there was, what's the word? So there was like a, a learning experience for me. It wasn't just, you know, oh, let's go check out how they live. Like they showed us like how they use plants for medicine. They show, you know, we got this amazing meal. We saw their dances, how they make certain things to sell and how they live yeah. off of the land. Um, and, you know, it's they interesting. Sang and dance for us. Yes, they did. And you know what I think? And that was just a beautiful experience. But also I think that, you know, there's... Um, there's an innocence to them because yeah. of the fact that they're not on social media, right? Like, Oh my God. Yes. I absolutely agree. Yes. There's, they're just like, they're there for you. They love having people there. And I think if I remember correctly, Amaryllis, we were the second group of visitors, right? Because since the pandemic, cause they hadn't seen anybody in a long time. Yeah. You know, there was a part of me that almost like when we got there, you, we were wearing our masks and stuff, but I, there was a little part of me that felt a little guilty. Like, should we be here? I don't want to like, I don't want to rip, put them at risk or anything like that. But, but honestly, they were so happy to have visitors right. for them. This has become a big source of revenue, like a way of, say, for them yeah. to make money. Um, because at the end of the day, despite the fact that they live away from the city, they still have to go into the city to find goods sometimes. Right. Like, right. So, or purchase goods. So that, that kind of helped to alleviate the guilt a little bit because it, in my head, I was like, oh my God, was this a good idea? Should I have done this? Like this close right. to the pandemic, but they were thrilled because yes, meant, and you know. Extremely family oriented, like the little kids, you know, the, the grandparents, you could see that they're all, all around together. The, the interesting thing too is they were telling us that two of the folks that live on the island have left the university and mm -hmm. one of them came back and brought his wife, like, you know, got married and brought his wife and is back living there. And one of them is still out, um, you know, in the rest of the world. I don't know where they're going to school. But I think it's just so interesting because they have the access. They choose not to. Yeah. Like they love the simplicity of the way that they're living. And I think there's so much to be said about that. Like, you know, the way that we live today is very indulgent and it also brings with it problems. Right. And I think they live a very simple, you know, clean life. And I, I really appreciated the way that they lived and how happy they are with the little that they have, which is amazing. Like they definitely live in gratitude and they appreciate their surroundings, you know, everything that comes from mother earth, their food, you know, whatever that they've learned, you know, from the generations coming down. I, I just really appreciated that visit so much. It was such a great experience for me. The medicine man even showed us the plant that they use for like like what you would take Viagra for. That's right. <laughs> they got it all covered. <laughs> Diabetes to Viagra. They got no stone it. unturned. They really like, <laughs> they, they really did have it all covered. Um, we went to, I can't remember the name of the place right now. It's a pretty popular place. It's right outside of Panama City. It's like a promenade, a promenade um, that you can walk along and see the water and it has like tons of restaurants and stores and uh and i cannot think of the name right now but it'll come to me later and i'll put it in the show notes um so when we were we went there and we were gonna get dinner there 
And somebody had told us like, if you want real Panamanian food, you need to go to this particular spot. Mm-hmm. And we were like all excited about it. Cause we we're like, yes, we're going to get some real Panamanian food. And I have to say it was disappointing. Yeah. It was disappointing. I was, I loved the show because they put on a very traditional show for you while you're eating, but the food was, um, yeah, okay. it was just okay. Agreed. And you know, one thing we'll say, whether it makes us, you know, popular or not is we're going to be real with our reviews, right? Cause again, these are our experiences. And so like, if we enjoy something, we're going to say that if we don't, you know, we're going to say that. And Again, like it doesn't mean that you'll have that experience. We're just being honest about how we, you know, what happened with us and when we were there. So I am glad that we brought it up because I think I don't want to discourage people. Like I said, I definitely want to go back because I've heard good things. I personally did not experience the same as others. That's all. I will say one of the things I do love about Panama, um, I didn't include this in my top, my three things that stood out, but um in general, my feeling about Panama is like, I love that they embrace their indigenous communities, that they really promote them and want people to learn about them. And that they do the same with their Afro history, right? Like they embrace that as well. Um, At least from an outsider looking in, I don't know what happens in the inside because we all know, you know, um, when you're living in a country, you see a very different side to it than when you're looking from the outside in. But they definitely do uh, the the tourists, the tourism and the hospitality industry really does a job, a good job of um, highlighting their indigenous communities and and you giving you the opportunity to go meet them and learn about them and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and at least what I did feel good is about is the guide that we had, um, he's very much, um, in touch with the indigenous, with the Embera Indians. Um, he works with them quote, significantly. So he understands them. He knows them. They know him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, it's a, it's a win-win situation for them. Right. So he makes money from, you know, taking people on these guided tours and the community also makes money to be able to continue living and doing what they need to do. So definitely something that I really enjoyed. Um, One of the other things I enjoyed, uh, we went to um, the area that we were staying in was a little bit south. It's on the, it was on the Southwest. It's on the, let me, let me it's on the Western, it's on the Pacific coast. I'm not going to say Western Pacific because Panama is situated in such a way where they're really West and East. It's not the same as when, if you're like in Costa Rica, right? Like it's different because it's situated a little different geography from a geography standpoint. So on the West coast, we were staying on the West coast and um, we were staying in Santa, Santa Clara. No, I was going to say Santa Clara, but I don't know if that's right. Yeah, I think it was Santa Clara. Yeah. yeah, it is Santa Clara. We were staying in Santa Clara and we went to the, oh my God, I'm clearly not prepared for this and I'm having um, the name of the valley that we went to in El, El Valle de Anton. That's where we went. <laughs> I'm like Googling real quick because I can't remember because my short-term memory is shot. Um, we went to El Valle de Anton and it, we went for a hike. And um, word to the wise, word, word, just word of, uh, of caution. If they tell you it's an easy hike, 
just double check for yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's easy to who? <laughs> yeah. So we went on this hike that was supposed to be like an easy hike. And if you're if you're a regular hiker, you for you is probably okay. But there was some steep climbs on that hike. <laughs> and um there were moments where, you know, you're just like, what did I just get myself into? But once you got to the top, the view was beautiful. Like you have this whole view of the entire valley. And along the way, the, you can hire a guide down at the bottom of at the start of the hike. You can guide, hire a guide who takes you up because honestly, like you kind of need that that guidance. Mm. Um, and he'll show you like rocks where like... Um, I guess indigenous, indigenous folks or, you know, ancestors have carved in different paintings and, and, and art and stuff. And they'll tell you the history of it and so forth. And then it was just one of those like things yeah, that you was, kind of take in the natural beauty. of. I was just going to say, yeah. And he talked about like the plants and where they came from and flowers and blah, blah, blah along the way. And I think that sort of makes it more interesting and, you know, instead of just doing a hike, uh, you know, throughout the path, if we did it by ourselves, we would not heard much about that or learned right. anything else. So yeah. And I do Again, think that I mean, guides are the way to go. <laughs> yes. I think it's a good idea. I mean, you, you're climbing a mountain, you don't know the area, like you don't know anything about like the wildlife out there, what's going on uh, to do it by yourself. So I think uh, it's, it's a great idea. And he was, he was, he was very attentive and he gave us some good information on the way up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I would say, if you're going to go into Panama city, definitely go to Casco Viejo, which is the part of Panama that is like the old town. Um, we walked into a church that was gorgeous, like just the architecture, the inside. And there was a, there was a gentleman in there who was talking about the history of the church um, and just walking around the architect is very Spanish colonial, which is what you yes. would expect because it was a colony of Spain at one time. Right. But that, that's really where you kind of see the personality, the old personality of Panama, right? Could, it's a, it's just a juxtaposition to the new Panama city, which is all high rises. And yes, and that's you know, so true. Now that you say that you're absolutely right. Cause when you get there, it looks like any other city until you get out of that side. Right. So they have a little bit of both old country and new. Yeah. Um, so definitely. And the best thing to do when you go to Casco Viejo is just walk around, just walk around, take it in, experience it. Um, and like, take your time. Don't, don't try to rush it. Don't try to like, uh, and if you can, you know, eat in town, go into the shops, yeah. talk to What's people the best? Like when you can. Yes. When you can, I feel like, you know, when you go to those shops, ask the locals where they eat, that's where you want to go. Yeah. Yes. You want to go. Yeah. Carmen, Carmen, whenever we travel, Carmen's always like, where would you go eat? Like, don't tell me where you think I should go eat. Yeah, exactly. Tell me that's where you eat. Where <laughs> yes. Where well, listen, Sometimes those uh, holes in the walls are the right, the, you know, the, right. they, they keep us in the back cooking up a storm. That's the best. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, I was trying to think about, uh, cause I took some pictures of this, the, so when we went to the big cathedral mm-hmm. in, in Casco Viejo, in the back where they had the mummy, like the, the <laughs> yeah. and we were all like, yes. That's a very weird. <laughs> it was. It was. It was interesting. 
<laughs> well, again, that's part of travel and culture. Like what's important to one that isn't as important to other, right? Some people, like you said, you love the history. Um, and I think sometimes people like, they go to another country and they do all the tourist stuff and then that's it. Like they, you know what I mean? Like high level tourist stuff, like they stay in the city. A lot of people would have stayed in Panama city. Yeah. There's things to do. There's really good food. There's whatever they have there, but are you really seeing how like Panamanians live? Right. Like I think we talk about this a lot, right? Like if you have a chance, walk, like walk through the city and, and meet people, talk to the people that have the, you know, that are selling things and, and get to know how they truly live. I think that's the best experience you have sometimes. And you get the real feel for the country instead of like whatever you, you know, you see on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I, I don't know about you, Carmen. I'm sure you would say yes if I told you, but I think next time we go, we go to Bocas del Toro. Mm-hmm. Up in the north, no, up in the coast, closer to Costa Rica, right? Yes. So like on the Caribbean side, um, it's a little bit more rustic. It's a little bit more like you're not going to get the high-end luxury places to stay and stuff. But, you know, you'll get to be more in touch with nature. You'll get to see the Caribbean side. You'll get to, um, and there's some uh, tribes up in that area as well that you can go, we can go visit and stuff. Yes. So for yeah, sure we'll have to give it another try for yes, sure. yes and we won't be there during the pandemic so i really think that hurt our visit even it though did. you know just for everyone we actually went with a group and we rented a really nice house and we got to hang out you know with people that we care about and had a pool we had things to do we had a really good uh like what was what do they call them like a guest how a speak a guest um keep housekeeper whatever yes. like gentleman yeah. he was very attentive you know so we we had a good experience overall um, the other thing that I mentioned that I, you know, they were okay were the beaches. Um, we unfortunately didn't really get to go in because again, the pandemic, but we did get to go, you know, walk around the beach and stuff like that. So, but I will say this, and this is what I try to explain to people when I'm working with clients is if you go to the Pacific coast, if you are on the Pacific coast of Panama, you are going to get colder water, uh, areas on or beaches that are more, um, wild in nature right like more more bigger waves if you want the the blue warmer waters like that turquoise you gotta go to the caribbean side the bocas del toro like there you'll see that the san blas islands that's where you're gonna get that right not on the west coast um not to say it's not beautiful it's beautiful it's in its own way but where you're going to get the warmer turquoise waters, the Caribbean waters is on the on the Caribbean side of the of the country. And by the way, just so that everyone is aware, you know, Panama is one of those places like if you're going to the Pacific coast, it's a little easier to get to because there's a road and you can drive and you can do that, all of that. If you're trying to go to Bocas del Toro, you're going to have to fly into Panama City and then take a flight to where that area is. With San Blas, you're gonna have to fly into Panama City, drive to the San Blas area, and then most of the things that you're doing there are on the water. Like you're take, you're doing sailing, you're going out, you know, um, into one of the islands, you're taking a boat out into one of the islands. So depending on what experience you want, right? what you're looking for, that's really going to determine what area of the country you're going to go to. It's also going to indicate or, um, or what's the word, um, determine 
the amount of time that you're going to get there because of your travel time and so forth. So you do, you can get a little bit of anything in Panama. It's just a matter of, you know, if you want jungle, you can go to the jungle. (laughs) Like there's all of that there. It's just, um, it's just a matter of what you're looking for. Agreed. So I think that's it, right? Oh yeah, my God. Let's wrap with likes and dislikes. I will, I'll kick it, kick us off. I did like that. I felt like the people that I dealt with were, um, they seemed humble and willing to help. Um, I did like the weather. It was nice weather uh, there. And like I said, I, I did like the gentleman that helped us at the home. I think he was just really kind, him and his family. Um, I didn't care. Oh, I didn't like the fact that we were restricted because of the pandemic. And that's not no one's fault. It's just that, you know, it was in their interest to protect, you know, their their folks. I get it. They're they're trying to do right by the country. It's just the timing was, you know, bad for us. Um, and I didn't like that we didn't get to explore more food options in other locations, because I think that that for me is a big piece of travel. Um, but I, like I said, I loved what we did do. I loved yeah. the, the tribe village, the tri- the uh, village visit. And I loved the hike and, you know, going to the city. Just, we, we saw a lot. We normally do in a short time, even though we were restricted, I was okay with that. Yeah. 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 So, um, my likes, um, same thing we met, like the housekeeper, he was great. Uh, Javier, our guide to Embera, he was great. He was very informative, very knowledgeable, um, that part of it. And even the guide in the hike, um, despite wearing a mask and everything, like <laughs> he would, he tried to be very helpful. Uh, he, I know he was probably looking at us like these people, they have no clue. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so yes, very humble, very, and I want to just clarify something. What I said at the beginning about the not being service oriented, I am really only applying that to restaurants. Like I was yes. not applying that to the rest of the country because that was definitely not our experience with everybody else. It was primarily in certain loca- like rest- the restaurant experiences that we had. Um, you know Emeralds, uh, let me just say something about that, that I feel like that is an American culture that we yeah. are expected to be served and we will pay a tip for that, right? And a lot of countries don't do that. They just pay them fair wages and that's right. it. And they, it's up to the person to treat you a certain way or whatever. Um, they, a lot of people from other countries are not so stuck on that. Like they just go yeah. for a meal and they're, you know, so I just want to clarify. I don't know if that's the deal with Panama, but I know we've heard that from other locations and, and my kids have traveled to other locations as well and said, yeah. no tipping needed, but also the customer service wasn't great, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Very true. Right. You, get, you get what you pay for at yeah. the moment, right? Um, two, like I said, I liked that the Panamanian country overall embraces their indigenous communities and really does a lot to try to promote that so that people understand who they are and, and their history and their background and so forth. Um, three, I just, I liked the, I liked the fact that you can get all types of experiences in Panama. You can get the city, you can get the jungle, you can get the forest, like the valley type stuff. You can get the Pacific coast, you can get the Caribbean coast. Like there really is no shortage of things that you can experience or places that you can be in Panama for sure. Um, what I don't like, I would say, um, I had one, but it, it, it slipped. Um, I would just say, you know, same thing about the pandemic. I think the pandemic really kind of limited our experience there, um, which is no fault of the country, right? Like 
the whole world was experiencing that. Um, and literally like we went in February of 2021, like we were just coming off the heels of 2020. So, um, we, we made a decision to go regardless of knowing that there might be some limitations. We just, I don't think we realized how much we were going to be limited. Um, Oh, I know what my second dislike was. If you're ever stuck in the Panama airport, good luck. There's like one restaurant and it's not that great. (laughs) Okay. Oh my God. You just brought that all back for me. Be prepared. Pack your snacks. <laughs> Pack snacks. I'm telling you right now, that restaurant, I'm I'm just gonna say it. It was horrible. It was horrible. The food wasn't good, the service wasn't good. And and to be in an airport, you would think that, you know, I don't know, maybe like again, I don't know if customer service isn't a thing for them. It was just disappointing for sure. Yeah. And I'm just gonna clarify, this is the restaurant before you go through security or after you come through security. Not once you're actually in the airport, because I don't think we ate once we were past security um, or when we landed. We actually, we were, we had to wait a little while because we got there, we were waiting for someone else to arrive. So when we got there, we we left the terminal and we were looking for a place to eat because we were starving. And we went to this one restaurant that's past the security. And it was, it's the only one. And it was horrible, horrible. Didn't every single way. And I don't use that word for a lot of things. So that was, <laughs> sorry, Carmen. I didn't mean to bring it all back. I just needed to share. It's okay. You just made me laugh because it's, I remember now clearly. I'm going to, I'm actually going to look up the name of it and I'm going to share it in the comments because <laughs> I just need you guys to know, avoid at all costs abort abort (laughs) oh that's hysterical all right anyways that's it for today's episode thank you so much for joining us Uh, please if you're enjoying our podcast please subscribe whether it's on um you know the podcast format that you're the platform that you're listening on or if you're watching us on youtube hit the subscribe button we appreciate it and leave us a review let us know what you think let us know what you want to hear more of we're always open to changing uh, or incorporating more things if you know if you feel like we're leaving out certain certain topics or discussion points so Thanks again for joining us. And Carmen. Have a laughing. Yes. (laughs) All right, guys. Enjoy. Thank you.